0: Good morning. Good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana Eshen, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And I'm so happy to be here on this extremely hot day. It's a sesheen almost because the heat's just stopping us. Boom. Here it is, a blanket of heat in the city, recreating the day creating an outline. Some things we cannot do, some things we can do. Very clear. How certain times, circumstances just come in and recreate our day, outline our day, say yes to this, say no to that. And we have no choice but to go along Sometimes we can push through these rough circumstances. Many people do, of course, but depending upon your condition, sometimes no choice but to go along. Actually, when I was quite a bit younger, I would push through. I mean, the conditions, they didn't affect me as much, or I wasn't as aware of them. But now, it's so interesting as time passes, certain things, yes, certain things impossible. And I find that a wonderful Zen teaching because we don't want to align ourselves with the greater flow of what's happening. We have plans, we have meetings to attend, people to see, walks to take. We think we have it all worked out. We have a routine, we have a schedule, we have ideas about how to make this a good day for ourselves. And others, God willing, others too. But so interesting, and I think it's happening to many people now overall, given our life circumstances, our ideas are being pushed to the side in many cases. Something happens. Now, that's a beautiful phrase something happens. On the one hand, when we sit on the cushion, everything happens. Things come up and we don't move. We just sit through it. We don't let it shake us up off our path of sitting, sitting, sitting. Whatever happens, we just sit until the bell rings. So we hold on in a way to a very strict or a very determined form. And often that allows us to continue that during life itself. This happens, that happens. We just keep doing what what is in front of us to do, what's needed, and what we've planned, focused. However, on the other hand, as Eder Roche was used to say, on this hand, it's like this. On the other hand, on the other hand, boom, a storm will come, a heat wave will come, a physical condition will come, and ultimately death will come. And we cannot. Continue our usual ways. And that also is a huge moment of teaching, of learning, of Zen practice. To be able to give it all up in a moment and say, okay, be with what is. Just to be with what is really here now, with what's actually happening. And to align with a whole new set of circumstances that are coming in. Rather than fight it, rather than be outraged by this terrible heat or whatever else. I've had so many people saying, I'm outraged by this, I'm outraged by that. And then giving in to that outrage. I mean, giving it attention, giving it energy, speaking about it. Endlessly outraged by something. It's very easy to live one's life outraged, for sure, for sure. Because life does not meet... Or preconceived notions, expectations, desires, on and on. Now, if I'm not saying sometimes appropriate action cannot be taken to correct something that's blatantly, something that's blatantly destructive or harmful, of course, we make every effort we can, but then there seems to be a larger, a larger force, a larger plan, you might say, a larger energy, a storm comes <laughs> a teach that's a teaching an illness might, might come a breakup in a relationship might come something that we cannot at any point we cannot any longer be out we can be outraged by it and we often are we'll spend hours bemoaning it maybe years crying mourning it grieving it fighting it in our heart i know i've done that i I've done that. I still might do that, fighting it in our heart, but in truth and practice and i I don't mean true that it's true or false all all practice is good, whatever comes it's you get yourself on that cushion or you sit on that chair and you practice even five minutes that's good. That's very, very good, very, very valuable, very, very useful, very, very beneficial for you and others in so many ways. And one of the great treasures of of that beautiful Zen practice is when those moments come, that's to align us, to stay in the harmony, not to give in to the outrage. The outrage pulls us out of what's happening. It can be there for a little while, but when it goes on and on and on, it's such a distraction from the day, from getting through the event, it's so much more beautiful when you can just let go of whatever plan was there for that day and be part of what's happening right now. Be part of that heat wave. What's needed Conserve some electricity, get, make sure you're drinking, give up whatever plan you had for the day. Now, that's very interesting. Give up whatever plan you had. In one sense, that is practice. We have plans. It doesn't mean not to to do them when when it's harmonious, but when something is not harmonious with what's actually happening now, when our plans are being interfered with in a large way, It's good to feel that, to see it, to be aware of it, to be aware that the tide might have turned. It's not the way to go. Not the way to go for today. You know, there's a beautiful saying, the path is made by walking on it. I love that. That's by Edward Girardo. The path is made by walking on it, which means we don't cling to a four-set path. If we're walking on it, and as we're walking on it, something that turns this way or something insists upon our stopping the walk and going in another direction, as we're walking, we see what's real on that path, what's actually happening now on the pathway. It's very rare to be able to do that, and it's a very great gift. What a gift. To be able to do that walking the path is made by walking on it life is made by living it not putting your preconceived ideas and plans on top of it but by actually living it and seeing what's here what's appearing what is real what is needed What's actually needed as we're walking along? We might be probably not at all aware of it because also what's needed keeps changing step by step. The scenery changes. The people we encounter on the road changes. The weather changes. There's so many changes, changes every moment. When we can be awake to that and responsive to that, that is truly, truly walking the path of Zen. You know, there's a a very beautiful story that comes to my mind right now from another tradition, from the Jewish tradition. And uh, it's exactly an example of this point I'm making. It was a high holy day, the most holy day of the year where everybody has been preparing for this day and and preparing for weeks building up to it. And the highest, most holy prayers were to be offered in the evening of that very, very special day. And of course, everyone was at the temple waiting for the rabbi to come, waiting, waiting. And of course, he was there all day. They took, they took a break and it was time to come back and, and to lead them in these, the most of the whole year, the most important prayer. So the plan was so, not only clear for that day, but through the months, through the centuries. And somehow he never, he didn't appear. He didn't show up. Well, where is he? Where is he? People began to get worried, frightened, concerned. Something happened to him. They were concerned. They left. They began looking for him. How could they proceed without him? which is another koan entirely. But they were concerned. They were worried. They were nervous about it. They looked here. They looked there. They looked everywhere. They couldn't find him. And then one person ran into the synagogue. at the Later on when they were gathering, looking around, worrying, talking about it, but did you find him? Did you find him? And one person said, yes, yes, yes. I found him. You found him? Where is he? Well, I found him, I was looking for him and looking and I was walking on the street and I looked through a window and there he was sitting in a, just a house along the street in a rocking chair, holding a little baby in his arms and rocking the baby. And I said, what are you doing? I knocked on the window and I said, what are you doing? What's going on here? And he said, oh, he said, yes, yes, I was on my way to come to the temple for the, these high prayers, I was on my way. I was walking the path that was on my way. And I heard the sound of this baby wailing and crying, crying so hard. And I looked and the door was open to the house and I thought, what's going on here? I knocked, there was no one there. I went in, I looked in, the baby was all alone crying and crying, crying and I, went in, picked the baby up, sat down on the rocker, and I'm comforting him, comforting him, rocking him, soothing him. Wow. (laughs) That was that rabbi's highest, most holy prayer, to comfort that crying, frightened, desperate little baby. Wow. That story has always, always touched me so deeply. I love it so much. It is such a Zen story and koan for us. And of course, we can find these beautiful Zen stories and koans in all the religious traditions, of course, because they're universal, they're for everyone. They touch everyone's heart. We've all, part of all of us is that baby crying, crying, frightened alone. And this particular rabbi, this particular Zen teacher, same thing, is walking along the path, preordained path to where he thinks he's supposed to be and go, but the cries of the baby that he heard as he was walking by, which he never expected to hear, didn't, didn't expect that, but there, they were so piercing, they pierced his heart so deeply, that he was able to let go of the pre-planned activity and tend to that child, tend to that being in deep need right there and right then. That's a Zen man, <laughs> that's a real Zen man not so easy to do when we're expected people are waiting for us we have a destination how many times do we block out the cries that are going on all around us how many times do we forget about our destination and take care of that which appears right now on our path so vividly for us which is speaking right to us those cries came right for him Someone who I discussed the story with once said, well, he was being tested. That was a test. Was he going to just continue in the preset ways, or would he really respond to the cries of that child? Beautiful. I, don't know. I mean, that's adding on something to say it was a test, but certainly it did test his practice. You know, our practice, our prayers, our devotions, our sitting They're all for the purpose, as I see it anyway, of being open to hearing those cries and attending to them when they come, whenever they come. They may not come at a convenient time, usually they don't. They don't. They just come when they come, and when they do, will you be there to hear it? Most of the time we're not, we're so intently focused on this path we're walking where we have to get. We don't even hear it. But he heard it. And beyond hearing it, will we respond? That's really what Zen koans are about. Not just do you get it, do you hear it, but show me. Very often Zen masters will say in the koan, show me the answer. Saying it with words or intellectual understanding, that's far from enough Show me, meaning show me how you will respond at a moment like that. That's what it's really asking. What will you do? Not what will you say. (laughs) Not what will you pretend. What will you actually do? Will you stop and go in and care for that crying baby? So that is such a beautiful koan and a beautiful, I think, description of what practice really is. really is. It doesn't negate the, the walking on the path that's expected when the time is right for that, but then there's always a time to be available, to hear the cries, and to respond to them with a full heart. Just boom, right there. So anyway, thank you very much for listening It's always wonderful to hear from all of you. I've been getting wonderful, interesting emails, and I thank you for that. You can reach me at topspeaker at yahoo.com if you have anything to say or any questions. And also, the um, URL for the podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Some people have asked me to do a little uh, sitting workshop on Zoom So I'm thinking of doing that, and if you would like to join us in that, please just send me an email and let me know. My email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Okay, thanks again, and and have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.